Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cape Complainers. We are uh, currently uh, just finished season three. Uh, we got a little bit of ways until we decide to start a season four. Everybody's super busy. We got a couple of uh, theater teachers in our group, so they're doing one-act play and all that stuff. Uh, and joining me uh, on this episode is a good friend of mine uh, who we did theater as well together. Uh, welcome, Jared. Hello. Yes. Hello. Former theater teacher, actually, as well, myself. What do you do now? <laughs> I thought you were still teaching theater. I am I'm not. I am uh, actually a manager for a high-end wallpaper company up in I'm Dallas. homeless currently. <laughs> I'm, I'm borrowing somebody's laptop to do this. Well, that's cool. No, yeah, I thought you were still doing theater. No, no, that ship has sailed. Mo moving on to other ventures. That's fine. I, I honestly yeah. regret uh, spending my college years studying theater. It's just like, like yeah, I got a degree, but what what do I do with it? Same. It's, it's useless. Uh, I think, yeah, you and I have talked about that a little. Yeah. I uh, kind of at a crossroads myself where I am. Looking yeah. back and trying to figure out why did I major in theater <laughs> what and done what am life? I doing moving forward? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got some theater teachers in our group. Obviously, y'all know the complainers. We got Tim, Devin, Flippo, and Reed. Reed uh, might stop by at some point during this episode. We will see. Everybody else is super busy with their own lives, personal. Uh, Devin's watching his kid. Some people are doing theater stuff, so... We got a lot going on in our lives, um, but I don't, so I decided to do an episode, and today's <laughs> topic is HBO's The Last of Us. It is a series based off of the popular PlayStation game of the same name, uh, The Last of Us, and it's not bad, but I guess we will drift slowly into our topic now of The Last of Us, as we said at the start of the show. It is a HBO Max show based off of the popular PlayStation game, The Last of Us. And Jared, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, you're a big gamer. Uh, I believe you. I didn't really play The Last of Us game until like maybe five or six years after it came out. Um, I found it a little hard to play myself, but I, as I got better at gaming, I played it again and loved it. Uh, but what about you? What are your thoughts on first uh, the game itself? So yeah, I uh, I had the fortune of playing the first game when it first released back in June of 2013. That was almost a decade ago. Mm -hmm. I was working at Family Video at the time. It was like a summer job in between semesters at college, and um, I was a big fan of Naughty Dog games up to that point. I really liked how they were trying something new in the industry at the time that started with Uncharted, you know, uh, with the first Uncharted going for that more narrative action movie mm -hmm. style. Like it was more character focused, more narrative focused. And, um, you know, really, really was looking forward to that. And um, I remember at the time, I, I, I'm assuming this this podcast is is uh, all spoilers go right. We're we're yeah. talking about everything. Nor yeah. yeah, normally just say just to be polite, say spoiler alert. But we wind up telling everything. So it's <laughs> yeah. Fine. So spoiler alert. But uh, the lie, quote unquote, I guess, as it became famously known, that occurs at the end of the game, 
you know, Joel um, killing all of the uh, remaining fireflies at that at that hospital, killing the surgeons, mm -hmm. taking Ellie without her consent, and then lying to her and covering it up. And, you know, the, her reaction of okay in the original game, you could sense she knew there was something up. She did not believe Joel, but she realized that whatever it was, she couldn't change it. And so the lie, I guess, and uh, the fallout of that lie um, was really something else at the time a decade ago when mm -hmm. that game first came out. It really was a, a milestone in narrative storytelling, I would say. Um, just I the agree. way that game was written. Yeah. yeah. It's a very beautiful, like, one of the things that really uh, turned, because I, I said earlier that I had no really interest in playing the game. And whenever it came out, I found it a little too hard. So I'm just like, oh, this sucks. I'm never going to play it. And then I decided to play it again. And I'm so glad I did because it truly is one of the one of the best narratives, at least in the early time of PlayStation and gaming at the time. It's a beautiful narrative, very cinematic. It's like almost like you're watching a movie that you use you, you that you die in <laughs> yourself. So if, if Joel dies, you die inside. Um, but it's very good. Um, also, uh, randomly, we are joined by a Cape complainer who uh, is very rarely seen or heard in this group. Uh, hello, Nowadays. Reed. Hello, Reed. Hi. Hello, world. I missed you. How are you? I miss you, too. Uh, man, I always, I'm good. I always, always go back and think about, uh, you know, whenever you were here and we did that, you know, face-to-face -face, yeah uh k complainers episode and what I was, was it she-hulk i think it was the she-hulk episode um maybe that I, was really i always fun. crack up the, to the thought of your joke of uh the new uh national treasure are they still the election yeah it's like yeah because somebody said what are they gonna steal <laughs> I still laugh about that. It was well so they weird. said what, what are we gonna what is he gonna steal probably the election yeah, so, yeah. You just said it no, like nonchalantly. It was hilarious. No, yeah, that, that that was really and fun. I miss you, Reed. Um, we've already done. Too. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully to get back to this. And uh, uh, today I was, uh, you know, the main reason why I've been absent is Cooper, my kid. But uh, I was out uh, out here with him a lot today, and he's doing good as a big boy. He's developing and stuff like that. So hopefully things will be easier. Nice, wonderful. Good. Well. Um, we've already talked a little bit about um, uh, the game at its start. Uh, when did you uh, play the Last of Us game, Reed? So I I played it when it came out. God, I can't believe it was a decade ago. But yeah, that's what I guess here, thinking about it now, I guess I can believe it a little more. Yeah. Uh, but man, I I never finished it. I didn't play much of it because it just seemed like a slow game. Like, uh, you know, they the it starts out with you you know, teaching you to, to creep and sneak around them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, this game is slow. I can't be doing this all day and stuff like that. And then you just so, go to Fortnite and you're just like, whatever, this is what I'm looking for. Oh, I don't even do that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, I might, I might go back to it, uh, another day. Yeah. Um, Have you never beaten the game? I, I, I don't remember that's a, a no. lot <laughs> that's a no from, yeah i don't yeah. remember playing it much and getting far into it mm -hmm. uh so but it's definitely been a while i never even touched or thought about the second one yeah so i got gotcha. you uh, 
but I, I know the premise and, uh, man, I watched this series and it, uh, amazing. So, all right. Well, I can't uh, wait to get into it with you guys. Well, since Reed, uh, brought it up, I guess we'll transition into the show now. Um, first off, uh, let's start with Jared. Jared, what do you think The Last of Us show got right? Uh, like, obviously, you've played the games, you know them well, and the show is pretty much the games. Uh, the stuff that they added and changed, uh, but ultimately it's the same story. Uh, what do, what are some things that you find that the Last of Us TV show did right? Certainly, yeah. So uh, first thing I want to say is for both of you guys and for all the listeners, there is a companion podcast where the writers of the show, Craig Mazin and uh, Neil Druckmann, who also was the creator of the game, and then um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, they dissect uh, every episode of the TV show and like how it changed from the game and their perspective from behind the scenes. I highly encourage everybody to check it out if you're really wanting some juicy info. But um, Greg, are we or, yeah, or y'all could just talk, ch- check out our podcast, The Cape Complainers, yeah. where we do a subpar Lord. in depth and we, uh, we get Bella Ramsey and, and Pedro Pascal as well. You yeah, know? We for example, for next week. Yeah, for example, hey Bella Ramsey, uh, come say hi. Uh, hello, I'm Bella Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming by. Uh, but yeah, oh, sorry, no. yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Jared. But going ahead. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I, for me, what I appreciated most personally was how they flushed out the fiction of the world. So you guys are both from theater, right? No, no, you're not. But Greg is okay. Yeah. And then some of the other, some of the other guys are. So, yeah. uh, in the world of theater, um, we have this term called verisimilitude. It's this really long French word that means how all the elements come together to create a believable fiction. It really sells. This this feels real. And from the very first scene of the very first episode, having the scientist back in like uh, the fifties or the sixties sitting down and talking about like, um, you know, what if the cordyceps virus could jump to humans, what would that do? And just like right there, having that open the entire show, set the tone yeah. of the entire show, something the game never did really just added to that verisimilitude. It really mm-hmm. added to that fleshing out of the, of the world. Um, you know, Bill and Frank's story, the way that they changed that um, completely from the game. Beautiful. Uh, I prefer it more. It was excellent. I prefer yeah, the show. I, I do too. Things like that where they really they really break down the this is why this is happening and this is how and they try to make it more believable um, really is what sold it for me in the writing of the show. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, you're talking about the third episode, I believe. Was that in yeah. the game as well? It was not. So um, for those of you who are listening who did not play the game but watched the show, um, Frank is already um, kind of MIA at the time that uh, Joel and Ellie come across Bill. And Bill begrudgingly helps Joel and Ellie. He's this very grumpy old man. Um, his sexuality is not really um, um, you know, defined until later on. It's inferred later on. But you meet him, you think he's just this old curmudgeon who begrudgingly helps Joel get a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
there are some plot elements that um, occur and you find out that Frank is dead and Frank left a note for Bill saying, I hate your guts and um, I'm glad we're not together anymore. And it's kind of just left to that. It's really kind of desolate and hollow feeling. It's, yeah. it's, it's really sad. Just tells and him so to suck a butt show, and then checks out. Yeah. So, yeah. But the show spun this whole episode where we see this very loving backstory it it yeah. felt very similar to kind of the same feeling up gave you know the, the beginning of up the movie the pixar movie with like this really like wonderful loving story um where you see one individual caring for another um you know through death and um yeah completely turned around and the letter that bill left for joel saying take care of tess I've learned through taking care of Frank that taking care of one person is the world. That one person is your world. And it's really already like planning that narrative mm-hmm. of choosing that one over the greater whole, you know? And so, yeah, very different. Yeah. The Bill and so, Frank episode were definitely, was definitely a standout in the series for me. Um, so real quick. So in, in the game, did, Joel show that much love to Tess because in the show it didn't seem you know it just seemed like hey yeah I ch- I choose you you know but you said here in the in the letter hey take care of Tess well in the game yeah. it's it's never inferred that they're together it just seems more just like a a partnership that they had in the show uh, it yeah. just like the show delves into relationships a lot more than yeah. the game yeah. did and that's one of the things that I will say it did better than the game uh that like yeah it's almost verbatim dialogue at some points but it really takes its time to show these characters a little bit more fleshed out gives them almost a a reason and all that stuff like in the game the reason is just get to the next save point but this one in the show it's just like there's these there's these people. Here's their background. Here's what here's what they're allergic to. Here's this and blah blah blah. And it 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 really does add to the world itself for me. Um. So Reed, did you watch any of the uh, show at all, or did you like finish it? Yeah, I've I've seen the whole thing, and even uh, even my wife Christy, man, she she's not much into horror and and stuff like that. But this really got her too mm-hmm. in. I believe it was uh, the the you know the show bringing you in you know uh, like you were saying fleshing out these characters and really big on emotions or relationships and stuff like that and yeah. I didn't mind it either it really it really pulled me into the show as well well uh, from not someone as much as other shows have done yeah from someone who hasn't really technically played the game you you're familiar with it but from somebody who hasn't played the game what do you feel like this show did very well i would first say pedro pascal they did that god right he that was chiseled from the gods themselves (laughs) literally in the middle of one of the episodes uh chrissy goes yeah he's he's a daddy he mm-hmm. he'd be my celebrity you know crush he's one of them just just randomly not even provoked yeah. hey do you think he's hot she she goes yeah he's a daddy <laughs> he, he's a poppy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but uh no man he was he was great uh and i know he's a he's a great actor as well but this is uh i guess one one of the bigger roles that i've seen him 
yeah really play a character well and it's been a while since game of thrones i know yeah he did game uh, of thrones he did narcos he did obviously the mandalorian so he's he's done a good bit of uh work and he's great in all of them but i definitely agree with you i i I wasn't sure whenever he was announced as joel uh like just because joel from the games he you know he's got a look and everything pedro pascal he has a very unique face which is considered handsome to some people it's mainly it's mainly his nose it's pedro pascal has a, a a strange nose but he he honestly was there were moments in the show where i'm just like damn he's he's a pretty good joel um he was a lot softer i will say he was he's a lot softer than joel is in the game uh joel is very cold in the game yeah i think uh with you saying that i think that's because we saw in the beginning you know how everything happened and how he lost his Mm. actual daughter which i think is why he's a little softer here in the show Mm. uh and but yeah that's it it's a good uh what is it uh i guess a good a good character flaw and a bond that we show that we see out of the out of joel here mm-hmm. and that was really great uh but man just yeah what else what else they did right um man they didn't do a lot of zombie yeah that's one of the things it, i was going to bring up that they did wrong there was zero to no infected i think the first couple of episodes we had some like uh, i think it was like episode one or two where uh it had that big horde that came after tess and the group um but other than that like they were there were no infected um like and which is a shame because but it's a shame as well as it's one of the things the games did as well because the infected isn't necessarily the biggest threat it seems that people are the biggest threat yeah the change yeah and so i think that might be what they wanted to focus on more of one because they're adding a lot of character work to characters who had no uh little to no uh like character work on them and they just couldn't fit in a zombie every couple of minutes but it would have been nice it would have been nice to at least see like them deal with a lot more infected like that's one thing they did wrong, but even the whole this whole first season was still right. You know, that's some th- this whole season they did a lot of things right, mm-hmm. and you know, with this, you know, this kind of content of show of you know the a, a type of zombie apocalypse. You know, we want to see that, mm-hmm. and it is it is a bad that they didn't do that, but the show still did. A bunch of things right that i can overlook that yeah like i like i loved henry i love henry and sam's story i was so confused i was wondering why this woman was just so hell-bent on finding henry and sam well specifically henry because like in the game we just meet henry and sam and say like okay let's go find some fireflies um and that's about it but now we have like a whole backstory that henry was a uh a a rat pretty much that he just he ratted out all these people got her brother killed and she's just consumed with vengeance yeah and it's just a, a very interesting thing that they're taking characters who before we didn't think needed any other 
uh, or any additional uh, backstory. It's just like, okay, yeah, we get it. He's trying to protect his brother, and we're trying to find fireflies. Yeah, that's all I need. But now we get like, oh, this is why. This is this. And it's great. I love it. Not just her brother getting killed. It's the why her brother was mm-hmm. getting turned in and kid killed. Yeah. So that Henry could save Sam, right. who was supposed to die. He he had this illness. I think I think cancer is what they said in the show. Um, Leukemia? Correct me if I'm wrong. He he had an illness and he was supposed to die because uh, Kathleen in that speech she was like you know that was the natural order of things. He was supposed to die mm-hmm. and you. And you forsook, you know, my brother. You you betrayed him, had him killed, so that you could selfishly save your 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 child who was supposed to die. That was the natural word. That was the whole right. speech that she gave, because it's very strong parallels. It's that foil being set up with Joel and Ellie and what was to come later on. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so we we talked a little bit about uh, obviously the lo- the lack of infected is a, mm-hmm. a bit of a wrong. Uh, what are some other things that you found that the show did wrong uh, that you kind of wish that just like, oh, why didn't, why couldn't it have been this? Or why didn't you do this? Let's start with Jared. <laughs> That's a good question. So um... I have one. Uh, if if we if we needed if we, if we if we needed a jump off point, I have one. <laughs> Greg's like, let's ask Jared. Oh, it's Jared over here. Oh, Anyways, this, this, this. but yeah, fuck Jared. <laughs> he, his opinion doesn't matter. No, no. It's, um, it's interesting. I, I wanted to touch on what Reed was saying a second ago about the lack of infected. Because um, I know a lot of people were disappointed at the lack of infected. And um, on the podcast that I mentioned earlier, um, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann said the reason why they deliberately had less infected compared to the game and the show is because the infected in the game served as a a catalyst, a vehicle for action. Video games are based on action. You're going from point A to point B, kill a bunch of zombies, move a ladder, get somebody up to another level, unlock this door. You know, it's a part of the action. And when you're, when you are focusing in a show more on character building and on the drama and on the conversations had around these important plot points, um, it's going to be more conversation-based and less action-based. Mm-hmm. So I, I still think uh, they could have had more infected for sure, um, but I don't think that one bothered me as much. Um, but I, I will say um, that I definitely echo uh, the same sentiment that y'all are feeling. Like, yeah, we definitely could have had more at the yeah. end of the day. And hopefully in the next season we will. Yeah, the scenes that we had with infected, I loved them. Like... Uh, to bring up the Sam and Henry episode, whenever the, what is it called? The bolter or like the really big one? The bloater. The bloater. Yeah. Whenever they brought out the bloater, I was like, oh, shiz. <laughs> uh-huh. We are going to get some stuff today. And yeah. we did. It was great. I was like, oh, my God. And then that's that was the last time we saw some the the infected. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the wrongs that I think the show did. Um, I, when the game came out, uh, it, it also had a DLC with it called Left Behind and it introduces Ellie and her friend Riley, friend, girlfriend, whatever you want to do, um, uh, Riley and 
I loved the DLC. It was great. I was like, oh, wow, we're learning more. And it was also ch- sprinkled with uh, some more stuff that Ellie was doing while Joel was injured. Um, and I was like, this is this is delightful. And I, I honestly, the Riley and Ellie episode, I hated the most. It was so boring. It was so slow. And... I don't know. I don't know if it was just playing it that I really enjoyed it instead of watching it. But I, I found that episode to be pretty bad. I wish I wish it was filled a little bit more with like how they did the game. It was split that they would show flashbacks and then Ellie doing stuff, trying to get stuff for Joel. They do do that, though. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Oh. But it's just not enough. I thought, I thought like if it was just like, like maybe Ellie does something that reminds her of this moment again and then blah, blah, blah brings her in there. But I don't know. For me, that episode was a little bit of boring filler for me, but that's, yeah, that's what, that, that's what I was going to say too. Maybe, maybe the, the Bill and Frank and uh, going back to Ellie and Riley. Uh, I know, I know those were, those were big, emotional ones and big sort of uh you know lore drops quote unquote but it in the end they're filler episodes mm-hmm. they could have done more than just that and i was well, even talking about what made bill the brothers yeah what made bill and frank's stuff great is that they literally took no influence from the game that we just got to see them do things and i was like oh this is interesting uh ellie and riley's episode was almost kind of exactly like the games they go to a mall Uh, they do all this kinds of stuff and i don't know there was just nothing new there and it it just felt boring uh, for me but bill and frank's things was very interesting just because it's like ooh, ooh, this is new and so i don't know but yeah i just uh, i just found that so sort of yeah sort of those episodes uh, and then the times, you know, just getting, you know, just them setting up camp and mm-hmm. all right, I'll take a watch. You go to bed. No, oh, you're too old. I can watch, you know, yeah. st- those moments sort of filler. <laughs> I but, love uh, I love that every time they took like camp, Joel was always like, I'll stay up and keep watch. And that asshole <laughs> fell asleep all the time every time it's just like man dude <laughs> on his, quit on his offering like quit offering to stay up if you're not actually going to like jesus but and then on his good side where you can hear most of the time yeah too. i don't know uh, so yeah i guess those are those are mine but again i can overlook those because of such a good you know they did such a good job yeah. with the show as well it's hard to cut it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say that it's hard to come up with stuff that they did bad because the show in its whole is one of the better uh, video game adaptions that we've seen in recent years. I'll, I'll put it right up there with Sonic the Hedgehog one as one as a great video game <laughs> adaption. I'm just like, Ooh, they, they really did their research. They cared about the project and it's great. Um, but that being said, I think you're the only one that would compare Sonic the Hedgehog and The Last of Us. It's great. Sonic, so the, dude, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Peace. banging video game adaption. It was great. <laughs> it Wonderful. Was. 
Um, but with that being said, uh, we've had some good, we've had some bad, and it's been announced that obviously there will be a season two. It is apparently going to be split up in, uh, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, one season and then a third season is just going to be a continuation of it. Uh, but it, it will be split up apparently. Um, and an interesting thing that I've read is they will not be recasting Bella Ramsey as yeah, Ellie, uh, which is interesting because obviously the, the last of us part two takes place years after the first one. Uh, I believe Ellie's supposed to be like 19 or 20, uh, at the, at the start of part two. And I don't know how old Billy Ra- Bella Ramsey is, but it, she's it, 19. <laughs> is she yeah. really yeah god she yeah. looks like a child yeah i don't know well um she's, yeah she's got a little a little face yeah on, just on a head just yeah a little she's head. just small and it just seems <laughs> yeah. interesting but that, yeah that mouth doesn't go wider than like an inch and a half yeah <laughs> jesus <laughs> um but they will not be recasting her and she will be ellie which i found to be an interesting decision uh i don't know if they'll they'll do what they did with Lord of the Rings and make her taller. <laughs> like <laughs> we got Gandalf sitting next to hobbits and all that stuff, but I think she just needs to be a little bit taller. Uh, that's really my only issue with Bella Ramsey. I thought she did a very good job. Um, but what are y'all's expectations uh, for season two? Uh, Reed, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the second game. Not at all. Yeah. It, so, int- so it introduces first, a lot. Did, did it end? It ended where the first game ended as well. Yeah, almost exactly yeah. the final scene of the game, final game scene of the show. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, the game cool. just ends. Okay, um, I thought that was just. I thought it ended somewhere in the middle of the game. The series ended somewhere in the middle of the game. Will we still have more of? Yeah, game one. No, to to continue into season two. So, huh? Now that's interesting. So if they're just going to make a season two. The you know, only showing the second game, I guess, then it's a free for all after that. Like. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, uh, going back a little bit, because I thought of another thing, uh, that I think they did wrong. I think it would have been interesting if they do the ending of the show the same way as the game. Uh, tell me everything about the, about the fireflies is true. He's like, I swear. Okay. And then it goes black. And then it opens up on the scene with Abby running to the uh, emergency room uh, to see her dad dead in there. Yeah, I think that yeah, would have yeah. been an interesting lead up. Um, but Jared, you know, they they lingered on his dead body for just long enough. Yeah, in that scene to be like, uh, you, you know, they they planted that. Yeah, like they we... didn't show Abby, but they planted that doctor being pin, you know pointed up for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you notice the Dina? Uh, the Dina, uh, oh, yeah, creeping in the background, yeah, in the food hall, yeah, yeah. I saw that and I was like, Hey, I know you, um, uh-huh. yeah. But Jared, obviously, yeah. since uh, we've both played part two, um, what yeah. are what are your hopes and expectations, uh, for season two? So, okay, um, so I have to backtrack a little first, too, because I thought of I, I thought of something separate from more zombies um that i could that i think they could improve upon so this is kind of a weird point that i'm about to make and i actually um got into some pretty heated debates uh with a couple of other friends about this with my mom Um, i actually 
So you know how I was talking about how I really like how they like started explaining the science behind the cordyceps virus and how this happened and like they flushed all that out and they just made everything more grounded and more logical yeah. in the show. I think personally that that uh, at the end of the day the writing of the show is actually better than the writing of the game and I, I feel like it fragments the 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 intellectual property as a whole. Like people who watch the show We'll go back and like, like, let's say there's somebody who watched the show but never played the game. And they're like, oh, I want to go check out that Last of Us game. They're going to go back and see, Fred, you know, um, a Bill and, and, and um, Frank's story is totally different. They're going to see that, you know, Henry and Sam is very different because Sam was not deaf in the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Sam could talk. Um, Kathleen wasn't even in that. It was in, you know, Pittsburgh instead of Kansas City. And there's just so much that they change and then like, and then it also improving kind of that lore, that logic behind the why. I feel like people are gonna go back and be like, oh, the game is too different. It's inferior. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that the, the, the show almost like undermines the game in that way. Like, I really think that it's so much better than the original source material in ways that it, it kind of comes at the detriment of the game itself. So I don't know, kind of nitpicky on my, my part. My friends hardcore disagreed, but I don't know. I um, agree with I agree with you to a yeah. sense um, that yes, I do believe the writing is better in the show just because of like we've said countless times that it delves into character work more. Because um, one, The Last of Us is a game. Uh, it its sole purpose is to get you to point A to point B, and it doesn't necessarily want to spend an hour on a cutscene finding out. Uh, about these characters um but as far as them not wanting to go back i as soon as i started episode one and two of the last of us show i immediately put on the last of us game and i still had a great time i was like this is great i okay. loved it so if you really cared about cool. the games and then watch yeah. the show and try to go back to the games it for me, it adds. I'm like, this is great, because I wanted to immediately be back in that world after watching the show. And I had a great time. It elongates your time from the episode you watch until you had to wait. Till exactly. The exactly. Because I would play it. I'd play it. And then the episode would come out and be like, oh, I got, I got to get to this point before this episode. So I, <laughs> I can compare the two. So, but, but no, yeah, yeah I, I agree to a point that, yes, the writing is better mm -hmm. in the show. But for me, it did not hinder my experience in the game. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, yeah, so part two. Um, ooh. So, so a couple of things first. Um, so they said that part two, the game, is going to be split into two seasons. Mm -hmm. Season two and season three of the show are going to be, because part two is twice as big as part one was. Yeah. Like, it, it's the game. Uh, I think the game could be completed it is, in about it, 10 to 12 hours. It is technically two different games. You play, it, it, you it play as Ellie is. and then you play as Abby. So Yes. Um, and so, you know, part one was about 10 to 12 hours long on average. Part two is easily 25 to 30 hours. It's definitely oh, wow. double the length. It's a very long game. It's a it's an, ep an epic game. Um, but it's a very bleak game. It is a very hollow, desolate, dark game. Dark. You know, dark. Neil Druckmann's gone on record saying part one is quote the ugly side of unconditional love he went on record saying part two is that it's based around hate and vengeance and that's very much what it is i mean think about some of the most bleak hollow 
hard to watch movies of all time. You know, Saving Private Ryan, um, The Green Mile, Passion of the Christ, you know, you, uh, No Country for Old Men, movies where you get done with them and you're like, well, shit, I am glad I watched that. It was phenomenal. I mm. never want to do that again because it's just so bleak and part two takes the cake to any of those it really does it's a very so i just depressing play yes because the whole the whole game is based around breaking the cycle of violence and vengeance and and revenge and how far are you willing to go to get vengeance and they started planting those narrative seeds in 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 the first season of the show especially with kathleen and a lot of the themes of kathleen losing her brother and trying to hunt down henry and sam it's almost Um, obsession you know it's she was willing yeah. to just uh, destroy this world that she's worked so hard to build yep. just for two people, and she Absolutely. wound up, and she wound up doing exactly yep. that. She destroyed everything yep. about her and the people that she was there to kind of protect and lead. Yeah. No. Yeah. The and- line. The line that she says. You know, talking to her. I guess her man in command, that big white beard dude. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, I need you to go find these guys now. And the guy's like, well, hey, we already have guys spread out across the city. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are these guys your seventh priority? Because they're not mine. Mm-hmm. They're they're not my seventh priority. And yeah. so, uh, but man, you, you you gave some good, uh, you know, comparisons to look uh, to to reminisce on those those movies that you mentioned about and having to look forward to what's going to be in season two. And that's. It's a very depressing thing. Heavy. <laughs> it yeah. is very heavy. Um, do you think? And... Uh, do you think they'll? Because um, it's going to be split up in two parts. Do y'all think the first season will follow adult Ellie, and then season three is going to follow the Abby storyline, and they're just going to kind of coincide? No, no they might mix it up. They might just keep it one for one. And really, I think them keeping it one for one, and then just expanding like they did with season one of the show mm-hmm. um, on the, you know, on the second game is probably the safest bet. Um, I so, so Greg, uh, this last week, ever since that last episode aired, I took a lot of time to go and research what people who never played the game thought about the show and especially the ending of the show and that final, like final choice. And then that final lie, because as you know, there was so much, um, and Reed might not know this. So Reed, just to fill you in a little, uh, right before the last of us part two, the game released, there was a big leak, um, major spoilers that occurred, um, big story beats that leaked, um, from, I think it was some disgruntled employees leaked it out. And, uh, the gaming community went crazy because they hated the, the narrative choices that were being made for the second game. And I'm not going to get into those here cause I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a lot of irrational hate towards the second game online. Oh, there are yeah. people who absolutely hate some of the stuff that's written. They, um, really want to the second game to just be Joel and Ellie's Adventures Part 2. They yeah. did not want what occurred to occur and they why it occurred. They hated Abby. Oh, They, man, hated, they Abby, hated Abby, even though she was perfectly logical and the embodiment of the logical, like, the logical um, fallout of Joel's choice at the end of the first game. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I'm really looking forward to them exploring that and i really want to see 
people's reactions that have no attachment to that second game. I really want to see what they think of, because Greg, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I really want to see what their reactions to those major plot points are going to be. I'm going to be pissed, honestly. Because, you (laughs) know, a lot of people, I read a lot of stuff online where people are like, yeah, you know, I really sympathized with Joel the whole episode, you know, the whole season all the way up to the last episode. I sympathized his anxiety with his anxiety, his PTSD, the trauma he had, the loss of his child. But what he did at the end of the game made him a monster. Like at the end of that last episode, killing all those people and then lying to Ellie, mm-hmm. it made him a monster. It was a selfish decision, and you know that's where the root of a lot of discord is. It's that whole trolley, the 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 the, the psychology um, philosophy, the philosophy question of like, do you divert the train to the one person or the train to the many? Who are yeah, you going to sacrifice? Save? One that's the whole basis to save a thousand. Uh-huh. And, and seeing people who had no contact with the game, no contact with the gaming world, and seeing their reactions have been my favorite because it is a very fresh perspective and they're not weighed down by, honestly, just a lot of prejudice um, and, and just kind of scumminess in the gaming community. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, that's, I think, what I'm most interested to see, people who have no connection to that second game. Yeah, I was, I was jaw-dropped at the end because, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't I – didn't, I played a little bit of the first hardly much, but yeah, never finished it. Yeah, like, never knew about it. I was jaw dropped. He's like, "Hey, unhook her." And the doctor's like, "Wait, wait, wait, please." That ta- that doctor takes one step, boom, he's on the ground. Yeah, just, like Reed as as a like, father. All right, you're, yeah. you're next. You unhook her. Yeah, Reed as a father, <laughs> would you have not done the exact same thing Joel did? No, I mean, of course, but it's it's like it's, even though Ellie was not actually his daughter and everything, there was a strong the, the bond. bond. Yeah, yeah. The bond, the relationship like, was there. It, it, it is his daughter. And it's real. Yeah. yeah. And like, he's like, I'm not going to let you take it because one, there was not even a hundred percent chance. This thing could have worked. Yeah. That these doctors, yeah. these doctors don't have any of this high tech equipment. It was just a shot in the dark chance that, that the fireflies wanted to do. And it wouldn't have worked, and Joel would have had nothing. And plus, in the game, it's revealed that uh, what's the girl? What's the leader of the Fireflies' name? Marlene. Marlene. It's revealed in the games that Marlene was going to kill Joel the second he got there. And so it's just like, for me, Joel did nothing wrong, and it's it. Nah, he was he was dropping people left and right. Yeah, he did nothing <laughs> wrong. I would have done the exact same thing. And it's very beautiful. I agree with Jared. I'm very interested to see what one the reaction is going to be from people who know nothing about the games. But now that Man, season we all, one's we over, all know the ones that hated part two game are definitely going to watch the second season. Oh yeah, and I, this, I'm this, I'm honestly expecting people to uh, now that season one's over, they're going to play the games. They're going to play part two, and yeah. they're going to see what happens. And they're going to be like, "Sweet Jesus, God, I don't want." Uh-huh. I, I don't want to see this and so it's just it, it's very interesting reed are, are you going to play the games now that you've uh watched the show i'll see about it again i've got a kid fuck that um, kid um i just got back into destiny 2 with uh devin uh i still have hogwarts legacy to finish that was a good game i had fun uh and then of course you know i have a i have a career so i got a <laughs> do work as well so So no is basically what you're saying i'll i'll see when i can i'm definitely interested okay 
it maybe maybe sometime in the future. Well, they re they remade uh, Last of Us One for PS Five, so yeah, remastered. It's yeah. really good. Uh, but yeah, sort of my just uh, you know my what did you call it expectations or what I want to see out of season two. Uh, I mean, like y'all said, this this show is uh, more well written than the game. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say I hope they continue that because mm-hmm. that that's uh, like I said before the, you know these big emotional uh, filler episodes you know they we could have had some action you know with some infected and stuff like that but I can overlook it being a filler episode because the way it was written and the just so just the big stuff the big emotions and stuff that they put into it, I didn't mind because just so well written, so well uh, done, and everything. So I just, I just want to see that. Yeah. Uh, because again, I don't know, I don't know the games, so I can really only go off of the show, the show, and what I know of the game and what I learned today here. Uh, and I hope they don't fuck it up <laughs> yeah. well we're re- we're reaching that time so let's go ahead and do final thoughts uh jared what is your uh, your final thoughts on the show the games everything about it just anything just, that you I'm feel like you didn't say short and sweet final thoughts sure so um i think my hottest take that i don't see a lot of people talking about uh, that i really want to point out i've actually thought the show did a really good job of pointing out that the debate wasn't whether Joel or Marlene were right. It's that neither of them asked Ellie's consent. I think Marlene would have never accepted that Ellie would say no. And Joel would have never accepted Ellie saying yes. And I think they were both too terrified to answer. Uh, I think of El- what answer El- Ellie would have said yes. I, I think, I think, um, I think if Ellie had been presented with all of the options, I think that she would have sacrificed herself knowing what, what Riley went through, what Tess went through, Sam went through. I mean, it's very clear in the narrative beats overall. I think that's like her consent, um, and just consent in general and choice and like the human, human autonomy there. Um, and, and our own choices, our own consent is like a huge theme that I don't see people discussing enough. Like it was Ellie's choice and she got robbed of that. Right. And I think that's why part two is even more impactful with the decision that she makes to go on the quest that she goes on after the major inciting incident. And, 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 um, yeah, so, um, just, you know, her choice and Marlene and Joel didn't care and they never asked her. Yeah, that's yeah, a good final I think, thought. I think you can gather. I think you can gather better better insight to not not just what uh, Sam went through, but what she tried to do for Sam. You know, she mm-hmm. cut herself, and no, my my blood can help. And just, yeah, she was one, already. We, we, we all know that you can't just smear blood on a wound. And yeah, yeah. Fix. I I I knew that wouldn't that wasn't going to work, but you can tell. Yeah, I want to help and save. So, but wouldn't that, that have been a twist a if it actually insight. did? It's like what. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh Reed, yeah. what about you? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Great season. Great show. What's our what's our limit on capes? Ten out of ten, eleven oh, yeah. out of ten, twelve yeah. out of ten. <laughs> ten yeah, ten out of uh, ten out of man, ten. It it was great. Uh each week, even like Wednesday, uh 
you know, the show would come out on Sundays. Uh, me and Chris would be like, oh, man, I can't, you know, on Wednesdays, oh, I can't wait for Sunday for the next episode, mm, stuff yeah. like that, almost almost every time. Uh, and so, again, just very well written uh, and just hoping they continue knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Sorry, Jared, I forgot you're not a part of the show. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, – we we rate things on 10 out of – and 1 out of 10 capes. Uh, which are mm-hmm. thumbs up. Uh, how many capes do you give the show? How many capes again? One, uh, one out of ten. One, one being ten? one being it's garbage. Uh, one through ten. Yeah, or ten being it's great. Or if it's really bad, it owes you a couple of capes, or you owe them <laughs> some capes. Uh, you know, I'd say realistically, um, probably around eight and a half or nine capes. Okay. I'd say, yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's appropriate. It uh, is a solid foundation going into the next game. Yeah. yeah. I I'll give it I'll give it nine capes. It was great. Um, if if some of the episodes, like specifically the Ellie and Riley one, was a little bit better, added some newer elements to it, it would have probably been a ten. But I had a great time watching it. Uh, it made me want to play the games again, which I did and beat it. Uh, I, I plan on doing part two again. Uh, and it, it was very well done. Well cast, well acted, really good. Can't wait for season yeah. two. And on that note, um, thank y'all for joining us uh, for the Cape mm-hmm. Complainers. Uh, be sure to like and follow us on all social medias and... Uh, at the time of this announcement, the i45 Now app is out now. <laughs> We've been talking like all season long of season three, uh, which Reed hasn't been here for. Uh, but yeah, all, keep your pants on. i45 yeah. coming. Yeah, like every episode, it was like <laughs> eventually this app is going to launch. It's finally launched, so we're going to be on there uh, in right. April. So this will be available with the launch of season four whenever we do that. Um, and again, thank y'all for joining me as well, Jared. Thank you for being here as well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And don't forget that nobody complains like a fan. Oh, he's, he said it, guys. He said the thing. All right. (laughs) Everybody say bye-bye. Bye-bye.